Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today show that just keeps, just keeps going. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll show us the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks, Miss 305, Miss 956. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. Are those uh, macaroons on? They are macaroons. Um, Mallory really likes macaroons. I think most people like macaroons. You don't, because you don't like sweets. I don't like sweets. We did stop at the uh, the famous shop that's in Gossip Girl in New mm-hmm. York, uh, La Durée, and Mallory got to purchase some macaroons from mm-hmm. there, so she was... That was like a highlight of her life. you didn't have like, any sweets when you were in New York? Mm, no. Wow. Wow. Did not. Wow. I had like a fruity drink at one point, if that counts. 
That doesn't count. Okay. Well, Yuck. It was pink. It wasn't necessarily fruity, fruity, but it was pink. The fruity drinks are what kill me. I can't do them. Yeah. They're too... It was literally, like, it wasn't really fruity. It was primarily Prosecco, so it really didn't do... Mostly booze is what you're saying. Yeah, correct. It was just pink in color. Today... (laughs) Not in flavor. It didn't taste like pink. ...is Tuesday, January 30th, 2023. It is a number of days until Thanksgiving, 303 to be exact. Happy birthday to Phil Collins. Oh, nice. It is episode 1,722. On today's show, folks, it's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah, we're off our game today. Uh, It's Math Tuesday. We are going to dive inside the numbers ahead of... Thursday's UIL realignment. Remember, we're going live 8.45 a.m. on realignment day, which is this Thursday. But then, back half the show, we're at the DFW Coaching Clinic, and Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach of the Tyler Lions, Cujo. Coach Rashawn Woods, of course, an All-American at Oklahoma State himself. He caught up with him to talk a little bit of uh, East Texas football, as well as the upcoming realignment, which should be interesting for the Lions. We'll have that coming up here in the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Joey Hill. Uh, Ed McElroy, Daniel Agnew, and T.J. Hudson. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Before we move any further, we do have to do one more thing, and that is spin the wheel. Once again, we're asking you to let us know what we should do with this wheel of uh, all Texas high school football teams. We don't know what we're doing. Right now, we're just selecting a Texas high school football team of the day. Yep. If you have a better idea... Let us know in the comments. LP texted me last night about it. Oh, yeah? Um, he said, and I quote, The wheel can pick the show episode number honorary memorial team. So he, his example was Lano Jackets episode 1769 show. Nice. Um, yeah. That's a decent idea. Okay. Okay, let's find out who today's episode is sponsored by. Let's spin, spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin is, the wheel is spinning. Let's find out. Today is episode 1,722 presented by the Laredo United Longhorns. Let's go. Congratulations to Laredo United. South Texas stand up. Today's Texas high school football team of the week. And while we're doing Bits Pickle, why don't we do our most celebrated bit? That's right. It's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. It's Math Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. By the way, I removed Loretta United now, so they cannot come up anymore. Oh, good. So, Which is why it kind of fits in well with like yeah. the number of the yeah. episode. So now they can, Loretta United... Drop uh, is now off the list. Congratulations to Laredo United Longhorns. You've been cut off. It's Math Tuesday, and it's actually perhaps the. It's interesting that today is Math Tuesday, considering there's a real argument that this Thursday is the mother of all Math Thursdays. Yes, at least like well, yeah. Math or like geography? It's kind of both. Yeah, which they go they go hand in hand. UIL realignment is this Thursday. We've talked about it. We're doing our show live eight forty five a.m. Uh, live from Birdville. We'll be uh, rocking and rolling, bringing you uh, the re- our instant reaction to the UIL realignment. But this is a particularly interesting time because it does allow us to dive into the data. We talk all the time about how UIL realignment is really just a, a dump of data, mm-hmm. and you figure things you figure things out from there. 
And so one thing that I wanted to do is ahead of Thursday's big data dump, I wanted to dive into some of the interesting numbers surrounding UIL realignment as we careen towards what will be um, a, a, a huge day. And what I love about realignment is that it is the only day every two years that impacts every single team. Every team is impacted. Even if you just find out that you're staying in the exact same district, exact same region, everything's the same, It you will have news tomorrow or on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There will be news about your team, which is kind of interesting. And so what I want to do is dig into the, the numbers a little bit and just kind of branch out, uh, give, give you a feel for how we're going to be uh, covering realignment coming up here on Thursday. What we're going to start with is we're just going to start with the basics, which is the cutoff numbers which is the classification cutoffs for each classification. So for 6A, it's 2275 and above. If you have an enrollment of more of 2275 or more, you are in class 6A. Class 5A, 1315 up to that 2274. Class 4A, it's 545 to 1314. It's a big swath there. Uh, class 3A is 254 to 544. Class 2A is 105 to 253. And then Class 1A uh, remains the same at 104.9 and below. Basically, if you're 105, you're 2A. If you're under 105, then you are. You have the option of playing six-man football. You have a 1A alignment. But one thing that I realized this week, Pickle, mm-hmm. is that this year is the 10-year anniversary of 6A. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the first se- football season we had with Class 6A was 2014. Mm-hmm. That was the first season. And so we are now 10 years. Now, if you go back to that, that is really nothing fundamentally changed. It was really just kind of like a... Um, like a rebranding almost. Yep. That's basically... They didn't want to be calling it six-man. They wanted them to have their own classification. So they call it 1A. Everything moved up. So what was 1A became 2A, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to look back on what the cutoff numbers were 10 years ago and see where the biggest changes have come about. So let's go to the next one. And this one, I calculated the percentage change in the cutoff for each of them. So for each classification. So for example, look down at the bottom. Um, Nothing has changed in 2A and 1A. Mm -hmm. That's not a surprise. That is held steady at about 105 students. And until there's like a real, like, I would say until there's a real lack of schools right. or until there's a real like uproar from the six-man community to change that, my guess is that that's going to stay the same. Yes. Is that 105 is going to be the magic number. If you're 105 and above, you're going to play 11-man. If you're under 105, you're going to have the opportunity to play uh, six-man. So then you take a look at, at, at the other numbers. And again, one thing to keep in mind is that they don't choose these numbers willy-nilly. They choose them based on being able to divide them into relatively even classifications. They want there to be a relatively, um, uh, like, uh, they want them to be a relatively even number of teams in each classification. So, for example, coming up this year... In 6A, there's going to be 247 schools, and there's going to, in 5A, there's going to be 250, and then it's 204A, 201, 3A, 206, and 2A, right? That's that's where they want those to be. Right, but, and you, you would assume, too, that most of that goes into, in the playoffs, you want each team to be able to have a pretty fair chance yes. to get in, and, too, just with district, yes. you can't have... There is a cap. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, just just think about it this way, okay? So 200, there's 200 schools in 4A, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 32 districts. That's about 6.25 schools per uh, district, you know, um, schools per district. Right. 
obviously you're going to need more in 6A and 5A mm-hmm. simply because you get in the major metro areas and there's just more school. You get to a certain size and there's yeah. more of them. But I think what's interesting is that the, six, the 5A number, the 5A floor, I should say, has risen 24%. Yeah, that's a lot. Over the last, over the last uh, uh, 10 years. The 6A number has only risen 8.3% in that time. So what does that tell us? What that tells us is that I think, and this is anecdotal, is that they've been trying to keep about 400, about 500 schools in the top classifications, right? In order to do that, they've had to move that floor up, but that means there's been a lot more teams within that, a lot more schools that have been opened within that about 1,000 to 1,300 range. Right. What does that tell me anecdotally? I'll just tell you. This is all about suburbs. Mm-hmm. This is all about suburban growth and the number of schools that have been added that I think they needed to raise that floor to be able to cut to, to be able to uh, to make that cutoff make more sense. Well, and in the a Frisco lot, schools are a good example. Yes. And in a lot of cases, too, I think that something that might go a little underrated and this isn't a ton, but it does add a couple of schools in here. Most of the time first year UIL programs that are being added in tend to fall in that kind of 4A range or yeah, 5A range and 4A, then yeah, yeah. I they would get say 4A to 5A, up to yeah. 6A. Right. So it's like that adds a couple That's of extra thing. layers. You're exactly right. We're not adding a ton of 3A schools. No. Like we're not at, like when Brock joined like started playing football it was kind of like, oh, a new 3A school has emerged. Yep. Now they're 4A, by the way. Um, we don't add a ton of 4A, 5, 3A schools. We do add a ton of 5A schools. And as a result, the population growths have been in the major metro areas, which I think has necessitated that floor to be raised in 5A. Uh, but in order to keep that split, to have about 250 in each classification, the 6A number has only moved up a little bit. So really what's happened is that the is that the the range of schools within 5A has always has has shrunk. Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of schools that are concentrated between that 1315 and 2275, which is only 900 a little almost uh, right about 800 you know 800 or 900 as opposed to the 1100 or 1000 that it uh, that it encompassed back in 2014. So that's a little interesting. And then, of course, there's something that everybody likes to gawk at, and that's the extremes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the largest schools in the state. If you didn't know, these should be some familiar names. Allen remains the largest school in the state. Allen has shrunk. Yeah, crazy enough. There were over 7,000 two years ago last realignment. You remember that Allen was, you're exactly right, over 7,000. And it was like we were gawking at it. Yeah, because right? oh it was gosh. the first time. First time, they've they've shrunk down by about I think it's about a hundred kids, mm-hmm. down to about six to sixty nine forty seven. But they are still by far the largest school in the state. Then you get the two two of the uh, you'll see Plano ISD makes up three of the top nine: Plano East, Plano West, and then Plano down there at number nine. Conroe's the one everyone always forgets. Yep, Conroe's the fourth largest school in the state. Huge. It's enormous. Fifty two hundred students. Yeah, I honestly would have thought that Permian would have been higher than Conroe. So Odessa Permian is the fifth largest school in the state, 4905. And if you are wondering like what the fly in the ointment for class 7A is, you're staring at it right in the middle of that. Odessa yep. Permian because what do you do with them? There's no other school around them. Like it makes sense 7A would make sense for Allen and Plano, right? Yep. Because they're all they can all play Duncanville. each other. And Duncanville and Duncanville and Coppell. Yeah, Coppell. 
It does not make sense for Permian. Duncanville is next. Galena Park North Shore is next. I just find that interesting that they are the sixth and seventh. They have like, they're so close in everything mm-hmm. and now they're close in, in enrollment <laughs> as well. The Woodlands, you know, because Conroe ISD is enormous. Plano there and then Coppell, I believe into the top 10 for the first time uh, at 4364. Uh, still that rare one school suburb um, in the DFW Metroplex. So that's fun to gawk at, uh, you know, there with the 10 largest schools. Well, I wanted to go to the other side. Let's look at the at the ten smallest schools that will be playing UIL football in 2024, or at least say they will be playing. The Headley Owls are the smallest school in the state with twenty an enrollment of twenty three. 23 students in the entire school. I was just fixing to say, can we like really stop and gawk at the fact that? That's the entire school. That's not the athletic program. That's not they had 23 kids go out for football. That's boys and girls, 23 kids in an entire high school. Now high I, school. Now, I want to make sure that I'm being clear about this. This is not the smallest school in, in the UIL. The smallest school in the UIL is Valentine. <laughs> Valentine has an enrollment of six. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they could have a team with no backups. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But that is Valentine six is the smallest school in Texas with six. But Headley is the smallest. That is that is uh, a a football school. Darrowzet. There's three schools there at 25. Darrowzet, Guthrie, and Pickle. Allow me to introduce you to the Indians of Pawnee. Mm-hmm. Now you may not have heard of the Indians of Pawnee, but they are going to play football for the first time since 1976, I think it is. Let's go. They are going to be bringing back football, but Pawnee, not from Parks and Rec, Pawnee, Texas, is going to be playing football. 25 students. Paint Creek and Patton Springs check in at number 26. There was a while there where Patton Springs was the small school in the state. Luters of Oka and Southland uh, both clock in at 27. And then Cotton Center and Lone are the uh, round out the top 10 with 20, a, a staggering, a, a swelling uh, enrollment of 29 students, um, which is just funny uh, considering like... I don't know. Like, like you want to, you want to talk about, you want to put into focus, like the the varied challenge that the UIL has is that they have to allow Headley enrollment of twenty three and Allen enrollment of six thousand. What was it? Nine hundred seventy something. Um, six thousand nine hundred and forty seven. They have to have them playing by the same rules, yep. basically, fundamentally. Um, so there it is. Uh, a little bit of look- on top of you know. All the other sports. A little bit of look inside the numbers. The fun thing for us is that starting on Thursday, we'll have a lot more numbers to dive into, including next, I'll just tell you next Tuesday for Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. My goal is to use math to tell you what the new districts of doom are. Let's go. That sound good? I like it. That's a we love math. A lateral tease to next to ma- next Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, Matt Steps conversation with Tyler, head coach Rashawn Woods. But first, a word from these goods and services. <laughs> Loose, 
Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world. Delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash Texas football. Again, that's wing.com slash Texas football. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Okie dokie, Pickle. It's time to go back in time to last Friday. Long we time over. ago. We went over to Grapevine uh, for the DFW Coaches Clinic, uh, which is uh, one of the finest clinics uh, in the state of Texas. Always a good time out there. Got to see a number of coaches out there chopping it up. One of them is the head coach of the Tyler Lions, Coach Rashawn Woods, the former Oklahoma State All-American, uh, is trying to get Cujo back on the good foot. Um, he caught up with Matt Stepp uh, at the DFW Coaches Clinic. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Rashawn Woods of Tyler High School here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the DFW Coaches Clinic, here with the head coach of the Tyler Lions, Coach Rashawn Woods. Coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us here at the DFW Clinic. Of course, of course. All right, Coach, uh, first off, you're, you're, I think last year when we, when we talked, you had gotten hired maybe two or three days ago. Uh, your head's spinning. You're probably drinking from a fire hose. You're, you're like moving to a new state. you got to hire a coaching staff, get to know all these kids. A little more relaxed this year because you're kind of a little more settled in. you got your feet on the ground, right? That's right. Um, you guys know what to expect. Uh, I, I have a better understanding of what I'm getting myself into and and uh, got a year behind me. And so uh, excited to get started with another offseason, excited about uh, the future of the Lions and uh, ready to continue uh, the progress that we've uh, we started uh, uh, in football season. You know, I'll, I'll say last year watching, you know, I didn't get a chance to see you guys in person. I watched a couple of games online and then following you guys, you know, the improvement you guys made, especially as the year progressed, you guys were in a lot, a lot of games against really good teams. Your district was really tough. You guys are right there in the mix in a lot of games. Uh, you Overall, the team improved uh, throughout the year. 
it seemed like as the season went along, the kids really started to understand what you guys were trying to get across and understood the message that you and your coaching staff and the schemes a little bit too. I think they understood a little bit better. Now that you're into the second year of the offseason, how much further ahead are your kids at this point than you were maybe in July of last year? The expectations are being met at a higher level uh, because they know kind of what we're going to allow and what we're not going to allow. I thought maybe with us being new and and being the first year, there was a little bit of pushback, but uh, as the season continued to progress uh, and as workouts have continued to progress, we know which guys are our guys. So the guys understand that being on time, doing what they're supposed to do in the the classroom and just trying to be all around the best they could be, uh, not only for the team, but for themselves is is what we're all about. It seems like kids in general need that structure, need need that discipline and those high expectations. And it seems like your kids are starting to rise to that expectation a little bit. That's what you guys want to see as coaches because you're trying to develop them not only on the field but as as leaders in the school and as productive adults, right? That's right. And and we talk about those things every single day and and they're they're slowly understanding that. And so that is the part that I thought kept us uh, from maybe doing some extraordinary things because we had a lot of learning and and some some discipline things that we had to do in order to to be the team that we wanted. And that's just the process. And so uh, that process is beginning easier and easier. The guys are, are are really starting to exceed those expectations that I had maybe already at this point. I mean, our, our numbers are jumping up. Uh, the the attendance uh, is consistent, and those are things that you got to have before you can even talk about start to talk about execution on the field or being where you're supposed to be on the field. You got to do those things off the field, and you've got to be there on time every day and, and do those things the right way uh, before you can get to that point. And, you know, talking about offseason, obviously everybody in the offseason wants to get bigger. They want to get faster. They want to hit the weight room, get stronger, all those things. And when you guys get into your football phase of offseason, that foundation is already there. Now I feel like now you guys, I'm assuming you guys are, are going to build on that foundation and really add on to the kids' toolkits that you've already kind of set, set in place. Right. I mean, we always start, you know, at least for me, I'll always start from the beginning from a, a standpoint of just getting the guys lined up, you know, lining up the proper way. Uh, understanding what their assignments are and just starting at the very beginning, the bare bones of it. And then we'll progress. Now we can progress a little bit faster now because the guys understand what's going on. Uh, But that process for the younger guys, or at least when we get those guys in, it'll kind of start over for those guys as well. And so not only are we doing that for the high school, um, once basketball season's over, we'll restart that process uh, for the middle school kids that will be ninth grade and and, and try to streamline that deal to make it even more efficient as, 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 as then it is right now and then you know we got realignment coming up on february 1st this is your first realignment in texas but we know they do they do realignment in oklahoma as well it's on an odd cycle than, than texas but overall you know how do you approach realignment i know it's something you really can't control the uil is going to do what the uil does but from a non-district scheduling standpoint you got to be strategic about things and, and try to plan ahead so how, how do you and your coaches kind of handle realignment this this first time well you know we knew we needed to get two games more than likely um, um maybe we'll need to get a third maybe we won't uh, and to me it really doesn't matter who we play uh, I don't put a lot of stock in that it's always good to kind of look out it's exciting to see who you who you're going to have to play and where you're going to travel but the end of it is really you're you're focused on what you have to do doing the things that your team needs to do uh, from a organizational standpoint from a this execution standpoint so that we can play with the teams that we play last year Longview Forney Lancaster were very very deep in the playoffs uh, we played all those teams extremely well and extremely hard. 
and it's about as tough of a district that I've been in. And a lot of good football. That's, it's a lot of good football in East Texas, and more than likely we're going to have to bring our lunch pail every year uh, because this, you're going to play those teams around those areas, even though Longview and, and Lanca- uh, Lancaster and Forney has moved up. you still got other teams in the area that are very, very formidable, and we're going to have to be ready to play. When you when you make when you kind of map out your non-district schedule, do you kind of want to do you try to give your team certain looks? Maybe if a team runs a certain offense in your district, you want to try to see a, a team similar to that non-district, just so they can kind of see how to line up against those kind of kind of schemes. And then also, do you want to play good people? Because I'm assuming you would like to have teams maybe expose a few warts and see where you need to correct some things as you get into district when the games really count, right? Yeah. So I can speak on last year's team and as far as our uh, our non-district last year, uh, when you play teams like you know, like the ones I just mentioned. They're extremely formidable. You got two teams in the top 10 in 5A1. You don't necessarily have to have a very, very difficult non-conference because you have a gauntlet in the district. You talk about Lufkin, who was very good, McKinney North. All of these teams were were very good with winning record teams. The only one that wasn't, that ended up going further than all uh, just everybody but Forney was Lancaster. And so, and even when you look at their non-conference, it was brutal. And so for us, it ended up working out with the team, the level of team that we play. Uh, as far as what's going to happen uh, come February, we've already got two games. We're going to play Marshall again. We're also going to we're kind of locked in a legacy. Uh, and so that third, play that game. That's right. That's third yeah that third week you know it depends on if you get a nine-team schedule or not uh and then you kind of go from there but you won't know that until uh until next thursday marshall had a good team last year legacy was in two playoff teams so it's not like you're you're playing good teams right there wasn't anybody that we could just show up and you know hey we're going to roll them and we actually had to flat out get after it uh these are teams that historically have a long history with tyler and um they they were all very very good very they were well coached and it was very difficult even the one, the ones that we lost were extremely difficult, but the ones that we won, uh, I don't know if we were ever even uh, favored to win any, but maybe two games. So it was it, gauntlet. Yeah, it, it's it's very difficult. Uh, we were fortunate enough to to do things at a high enough level to win the games that we did win, and we were right there uh, to making a playoff bid, which it hurts that you don't get that, but uh, it gives us something to look forward to in the next year. Well, Coach, appreciate your time. It's a great clinic, a lot of great speakers. I know you'll have your your notepad out, taking taking a few notes, take back to East Texas with you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas. Of course, man. It's a great place, a great organization and uh, and I I can't I'm thankful every day that uh, I've got the opportunity to to uh, to compete in the great state of Texas and 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 work with these kids. Thanks coach. There is Rashawn Lewis, head coach of the Tyler High School. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the DFW Coaches uh, Clinic, here with the head coach of the Tyler Lions, Coach Rashawn Woods. Coach, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us here at the DFW Clinic. Of course, of course. All right, Coach, uh, first off, you're, you're, I think last year when we, when we talked, you had gotten hired maybe two or three days ago. Uh, your head's spinning. You're probably drinking from a fire hose. You, you're like moving to a new state. you got to hire a coaching staff, get to know all these kids. A little more relaxed this year because you're kind of a little more settled in. you got your feet on the ground, right? That's right. Um, you guys know what to expect. Uh, I, I have a better understanding of what I'm getting myself into and and uh, got a year behind me. And so uh, excited to get started with another offseason, excited about uh, the future of the Lions and uh, ready to continue uh, the progress that we've uh, we started uh, uh, in football season. You know, I'll, I'll say last year 
watching, you know, I didn't get a chance to see you guys in person. I watched a couple of games online and then following you guys. Culture, you know, the improvement you guys made, especially as the year progressed. You guys were in a lot, a lot of games against really good teams. Your district was really tough. You guys are right there in the mix in a lot of games. Uh, you overall, the team improved uh, throughout the year. It seemed like as the season went along, the kids really started to understand what you guys were trying to get across and understood the message that you and your coaching staff and the schemes a little bit too. I think they understood a little bit better. Now that you're into the second year of the offseason, how much further ahead are your kids at this point than you were maybe in July of last year? The expectations are being met at a higher level uh, because they know kind of what we're going to allow and what we're not going to allow. I uh, thought maybe with us being new and, and being the first year, there was a little bit of pushback, but uh, as the season continued to progress uh, and as workouts have continued to progress, we know which guys are our guys. So the guys understand that being on time, doing what they're supposed to do in the, in the classroom and just trying to be all around the best they could be, uh, not only for the team, but for themselves is, is what we're all about. It seems like kid, and kids in general need that structure, need that, need that discipline and those high expectations. And it seems like your kids are starting to rise to that expectation a little bit. That's what you guys want. Time guests i told you we will i this is this is a big time guest that we have confirmed we'll have dr jamie harrison on during the show we'll have him on the phone um from the uil but there's a couple of other okay guys i know the interview was playing in the background it's stopped now so we can restart <laughs> take two in three two here's final thoughts with ashley pickle that i didn't interrupt uh uil realignment coming up this thursday a reminder we'll have our big tft spectacular um live from birdville so if you're a coach and you want to say hi please come and do that but if not we will see the rest of you 8 45 a.m wherever you're watching this show so youtube facebook or twitter um you can come watch or twitch us. are we not on twitch right now no um so we haven't been on Twitch for like months. Pickle! I haven't told you because it's a, been a running bit to see how long it would take you to realize it. <laughs> Mallory and I wanted to see how long it would take you to realize we weren't on Twitch. <laughs> I wish I had. I might have the actual first date written down. We're going to be on Twitch on Thursday. Pickle's going to drop whatever she's doing and get us on Twitch. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> So I've been waiting for my Twitch alert that's never come. Yeah. I thought my Twitch alerts were broken. Nope. Twitch in general is just broken. I don't think that's true. <laughs> anyway, realignment coming up 845 on uh, Thursday. So come join us there. We will not have a regular TFT after that, and we will not have WTF. It's too much um, running around, and yeah. some other people are – Mallory will be at the East-West Shrine Bowl, so we've got too much going on. No WTF. We really no are. No TFT. Uh, for it being January 30th, we have so much going on. Yes. It's been ridiculous. <laughs> like, for, for it being, like, the downtime, because usually January and February is where we can kind of take a breath, but it feels like, man, we're, like, the Shrine Bowl's been a big deal on TexasFootball.com as well. So, anyway, um, I can't believe we have been on Twitch. It makes me... That's no, I'm excited to tell Mallory that you finally no realized. No wonder, no wonder, like, well, the problem is I don't watch our show. Yeah, like what, if I watched, if I that's exactly why the bit started. Of let's see how long it can take because that was like our least viewership, and so it was like okay, let's see how long we can we can make this. The people run. love Twitch. The Twitch people love us. Yeah. Like think about them. Like they're like I feel bad. I want to apologize to our friends on Twitch. They're probably on YouTube now. 
that's going to do it for us. I'm a very disappointed Greg Tepper. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Dave Campbell's. You ain't going to see it. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Tyler Head Coach Rashawn Woods for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for this week in recruiting on Texas Football.